Alright, welcome back to another episode of Mudcast. Uh, Josh here to talk about a couple quick subjects. Um, do a couple quick hitters, I guess, here, because there's just a lot going on. I think that the one thing here is just sort of the, the way the content has gone and the way that um, just sort of we've, we've had these delays in content, uh, issues with packs, and I just, I don't, I guess the big thing is that like, I, I don't know exactly what is, um, what's the issue, what's, what's the deal, what's, what's going on, um, with, um, the content, so I just, like, this, so, first of all, I want to start with the fact that before Madden came out, I know Clint Olenberg said that this is going to be the best, uh, Madden to date, uh, in terms of at launch, and, you know, besides, I know I'll, I'll touch sort of on main coverage um, a little bit later, but, you know, besides the fact that, you know, I think that there's certain tunes to main coverage, and honestly, main coverage starts out a little bit OP uh, every single year. Um, but um, besides that, uh, you know, you can say that, you can see that, you know, the um, zero blitzes, um, you know, I think for the most part, gameplay has been good. So I think that Clint, when people talk about the fact that, you know, they sort of quote him on that, um, I don't think that's an issue. What I really f- want to focus in on is the fact that this is all this is all having to do with mud, which is kind of interesting because typically we hear that sort of aspect about the fact that like um, franchise players, uh, you know, always have an issue uh, because of the fact that they're just not getting any attention or anything like that, and not that that's a bad thing, you know. And I know that there's some things that are dropped or franchise, and honestly. You know, a lot of that is because of the fact that uh, if you look at it, the way that EA is earning a lot of its money, um, you know, you have that essential, essentially like a, 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 a gate cost uh, to be able to get in the door of Madden and be able to buy the game. So it's somewhere between 60 and $100, depending on, and it's less with EA Player, but depending on how you, um, uh, you know, how... How, what type of version you're buying for the game and for most franchise players unless you know they're really into some of the aesthetic stuff they don't really care about the extra mutt stuff so they're really getting in for sixty dollars so even when you talk about pre-orders the mutt players are really the ones that are driving that economy they're the ones that are getting the ultimate version because of the fact that or the i think it's this year's the madden version whatever it might be because of the fact that they want the extra points and there's normally pretty good value on return in terms of what you're getting. You know, I can talk about that a little bit later, but um, you know, there's normally pretty good value on, on, on what you're getting uh, for uh, for the players. Um, however, these issues, they're happening. They're not happening in franchise. They're happening in mutt. They're happening purely in mutt. And it seems like really simple things when you look at... Um, for example, one of the things is uh, the fact that the re-roll, this happens every single year, where there's content creators that what they'll do is they'll just, they'll open a bunch of packs because they don't give you the odds. And I'm not sure, I'm not quite sure why they can't give you the odds. I know, I know there's certain European countries where you have to give out odds if it's, if it's classified as gambling. So there may be European odds out there that we just don't know about, but um, I don't know why they don't give the odds. So there are some people every single year that they go ahead and they do the reroll packs and they do, um, you know, all these all these different types of you know they pull cards they pull the gold plus player card, 
uh, and they come out with you know, very good sort of statistics in terms of what you should be able to, um, or what sorry what what the percentage of pulling certain players are. Um, probably the biggest one there is um, Gut Fox, who does some of it, but then he also sort of aggregates some of what other people have done. Not that that's a bad thing, just the fact that he's, uh, you know, sort of a, a champion of that, um, that uh, sort of space. Um, so there, there's a bunch of other people, many people don't know their names. Um, not that many people don't know their names. The fact that they, they just, they aren't like big content creators. But there's a lot of spreadsheets out there in terms of like people pull thousands of, um, thousands of, of, uh, different packs and, and just try and figure out what the odds are. Um, just one second here. Um, so basically, um, that is something that's a little bit new this year where I, I think that, you know, people always complain about pack odds or whatever, but you know, they, they, it, it really has seemed like it's something that's become a big concern this year. Um, it's something that's like, there's just not that much value um, in, you know, doing the reroll packs. And I think that, you know, there's a couple things that come into play here. So the one thing is that this year in the past few years, two to three years, there used to be a pack, um, a, um, buy a player pack, I think it was called, because they used to have silver. So the other half of this effect is they used to have silver players. So you must, you, sometimes you pull a 62 out of this pack. 500 coin pack, sometimes you pull 62, but sometimes you pull 87. Sometimes you pull 195 when you get there. So um, they cut that down to the fact that it's a daily gold plus player pack. So the advantage there is the fact that you get a, I don't really have to go through this, entirely a lot but the advantage is the fact that you don't get silver players there's no more silver players in the game besides the starter players maybe um but uh you can only have one of them a day so that pack goes away it, it's not a differently costed pack so sometimes what you do is like a special offer where you can buy it for cheaper points or buy it for coins uh, and then after that you have to buy for points um this this pack um the way it works uh, now is it just goes away. There's just one of them. It's not that you buy one for 500 and then it's 750 or it's a thousand after that. So that really cuts down on, I think, one, the amount of supply that golds are in there. But also, you know, the typical, when you think of like a quote-unquote re-roll, I know that some people have done stats on terms of who, how, how often you're supposed to get like an elite that's coming out of this pack. How, how often you're supposed to beat the, that 500 coins. And it was actually pretty profitable from what from what I pulled um I don't have the DNA in front of me but but you typically make um over 500 coins on that pack like when you know I was just doing it every single day and typically you'll get a card that's at least 650 coins um and then if you if you know that that's your typical pack that's going to be 600 or 650 coins that's profitable I think that with the EA tax of 10% I think as long as it's over 550 or 580 um you know, you, you're going to, was basically, it's just over 550, it's 560. So if you think of 550, 10% of that is going to be 55 coins. So you, if you sell for 550, you're going to get 495 back. So you're going to lose five coins if it's a card that you can sell for 550. Um, so typically, um, that pack is pretty, pretty profitable. 
So that pack is away. Has has gone away. There's also I I feel like a a limited amount of quote unquote re-roll packs um, that are available in the store. They're tied to promos, and they're there's only maybe one that's available at a time. So you have a promo that comes out, and sometimes they don't come out for promos. So for example, the Gridiron's Galaxy, sorry, the Gridiron the Gridiron's Guardians promo that's coming out tomorrow. Um, they're not going to have a re-roll pack for that. So, uh, sometimes there's re-roll packs and sometimes there isn't. Uh, that's basically the re-roll packs for training. So essentially you sell a player to be able to get a pack with a player and you're trying to beat the odds. That's a, that's the reason I call re-roll packs for those of you that don't know. So, um, this, you know, that's, that's really sort of cutting down. So not only are the odds being cut, but also the fact that, um, there's just less and less players you can get. And I think that this is sort of leading to some of the, you know, there's there's issues with the fact that, you know, all of these cards that are the highest level cards are their promo, especially when it when it comes to legends. You know, each legend has, has been over a million coins, I believe. Um, you know, each of these cards, um, you know, really is really, really expensive. So... It's just, it's just sort of like, a, there's no way to sort of churn through coins, try and make some money, but then also put cards out on the market, so it reduces the cost of other cards, and to be able to make players that are at the highest level. So, um, it's just, it's just really interesting, and then, and then the third half of this is the fact that the bundles have just been a mess. Now, I'll tell you guys, I am no money spent, purely because of the fact that I just don't have money to spend. I actually spend money on, on other in other games where it's just physical cards where I can actually resell them. And I think that's, that's one of the things of madness. And not only is it, um, you know, I've talked about this for a number of, uh, in a number of podcasts, but not only is it the fact that these, um, these, uh, Madden games, they're just one year and it's gone. All your progress is, I mean, assuming you don't go back and play Madden 22, um, all your progress is, is, is done. Um, after the first, after that year, and it's reset essentially. Besides, you know, maybe if you think of like rookie premieres, um, not only is there that, but it's the fact that you can't like resell those cards. You cannot resell, and, and besides coin selling and and making coins that way. But you know, in terms of like the EA personal conduct policy or whatever they want to call it, there's no way to actually. Hey, I bought this bundle. Here's this investment. I'm selling it back for a buy for 100. Now I'm selling it back for 110. Everything in the bundle. There's no way to s- sort of um, really use it as an investment outside of the game. So you know, obviously, there's a lot of people there, content creators, that spend a lot of money because people want to see the best cards. But um, I don't really know. I don't really know. There's probably people that, that that buy packs, but I don't really know what to what level. Um, what level that actually rises. So all of this comes together the fact that basically what happens is they the odds have decreased in a lot of these packs and a lot of the rerolls and they have card art in this store that shows you the wrong bundle toppers. And I think mostly it has to do with the bundle toppers. Um, that you know they'll say 83 plus or 85 plus and they'll actually be 81 plus. 
for the bundle topper. And it's especially important in Legends when you need to know that you're going to get 85 plus if you want to buy that bundle. Because if you want to do a set, the way the sets are right now is you need to have each and every card to be able to put in to get the boss. Then you need to be able to get, have the power up, which you can get from solos, and put each and every card into the set to be able to get the boss. And when you get the boss, all you get is reduced um, reduced abilities for the boss. So you're not gaining any overall, which again, I'm fine with, but it's the fact that you need two of each player just to be able to get to the reduced AP costs of, of each card. Um, and that's just, for me, that's just extremely expensive. And I don't just mean as a no money spent person, I mean as someone that's even spent money on the game, uh, to be able to buy two of those 87s, I think are like 150, 200 coins. And then every single card, the 87 is the most expensive, but like, it's also every other card. You gotta buy it twice just to be able to get the, the, the boss legend with the reduced, um, with the reduced AP. So, anyway, that's all to come to a head where the creators, if you, if you don't know at this point, um, have come together to do like a pack strike where, I, I don't really know, I know this happened before, but I don't really know how well it actually works. Um, but, you know, essentially, a lot of those content creators, which are, you know, if you think of, um, they call it in other card games, like whales. Like these are the people that they go after the most exclusive uh, copies of cards, where they spend the most on cards, or whatever it is. There's this sort of whales and tuna, whatever, whatever it might be, but essentially people that, that spend here and there. Maybe maybe like myself, they spend more on, on the game in the beginning. Like they spend, like I spent more to get the Madden Edition, the All Madden Edition, but I'm not going to spend coins throughout the year, I'm just going to spend the points I was given. So there's people like me, and then there's the whales. So the whales are the ones that are the content creators, and they're the ones that spend the most money on the game. So it's come to a head where basically they, I don't know how many of them are doing this, but there's there's a significant portion of them that um, are binding together to essentially go on strike buying packs. And uh, try and get those odds increased. So I think that's certainly something to watch. We'll see how that actually affects um, affects like the packs are going out. So it's not going to in terms of packs like like especially the packs that EA said, hey, we're giving you what you what you paid for. Like you know, we're giving you the eighty one plus. This is eighty one plus on the card art. You got eighty one plus. That's not gonna, there's going to be no make rights. Um, on those, but, uh, you know, you might have, in the future, increased odds on cards, and I don't know exactly what that's going to look like in terms of, like, unless EA is saying that they boosted the odds on certain players, or they put certain players into, they've done this before, put certain players into the comp pass, so it makes it easier to achieve them. The other thing with this is the fact that, um, and this applies to no money spent especially, is that a lot of the rewards uh, have been a lot of the rewards in solos, a lot of the rewards on the compass is they'll give you a, a legend, a 87 over a legend, like I'm a Mike Vrabel, but it's BMD. So the only thing that I can do with that card is put it into the power path. I gotta check on that, but I'm pretty sure that you can do that. 
Otherwise, I cannot add it to the Mike Mirable set to get the 90 overall. I cannot obviously sell it. I cannot, um, well, I mean, I, I, I could sell it for, I could quick sell it for, for training, be able to do a reroll as we talked about, but um, you can't sell it, you can't trade it, you can't put it in the set, which is a big thing. So selling and trading makes sense. You really want to, people are gonna earn these, especially if you're on the compass, um, you know, a lot of people are going to be able to earn this 87 overall legend. You don't want the market flooded. But why can I not put that into the set? That's something that's happened in the past. That basically, the idea is you give people a part of the promo. You give people either a medium or high card in the promo. And you give them the opportunity to put that card in the set to get a better card. So that they can get the champion. So that they can get the hero. Whatever, whatever it might be. You give them the option to be able to say, hey... I kind of want to upgrade this card. I know I'm going to have to spend more, invest more in this promo, um, either through solos or packs or whatever it might be, but that's just gone. And I just, I just don't understand like what happened there where they're B and D and I don't understand why B and D can't mean you put them into the set or at least have something else. So it used to be NAT, non-actual and bull tradable. Then they came out with NCAT, which is essentially BND. NCAT's non-collectible, auctional, tradable. So you can't put in the sets. I just don't understand why we can't go back to NAT. Um, someone's got to explain that to me. I know that there's some sort of economic market incentive, but if it's if you can't do the 87s, if you don't want the 87s, they maybe gave us like an 85 and an 81 or get you know something like that where it's like you have some of the pieces you know even if you give a little bit more of the pieces where you need that 87 but you have the 85 and the 83 or the 85 and the 81 you feel like hey i have five players i have to put in the set but i already have two of them so i'm gonna go after the more expensive cards so i, I just i i'm not sure I, I, that doesn't make sense to me because if someone is running the, the stats in terms of, and this you can see this because of the fact that the legends, the full legends, are so expensive. Someone is running the stats, and there's got to be a lot less people completing the set for the full legend than there was before. And this could have happened last year as well because of the fact that a lot of them were, were in NCAT. But I don't think as much as this year, where like the solos are NCAT, the rewards you get from the compass, which I realize it's every week, so or every two weeks, I guess that is. So every two weeks you can get this BND player, which is kind of nice. I've talked about this in the past. It's sometimes it's nice that they gate how you can use those players, and they can actually give you better players that way. But to me, being able to gate it so that I want to be able to collect, like imagine. If you had a set where if you put any BNT players in, you could only get the player back BNT. So let's say that I got the four other um, items auctionable from the auction block. I put that 87 in BNT, and I got back a 90 BNT. So four of them were auctionable, but because one was, it comes back BNT. That way, at least, at least there's some way that I can upgrade it without like. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's too complicated, but but you know, there, there's at least some way where I can essentially. I guess the idea is the fact that you've got one of those pieces BNT, so we do not want that. We do not want that to be traded up into a card that's ninety and have that ninety hit the market. 
So essentially what this would do is it would create more 90s, but they're not going on the market. So it's going to reduce the price um, to less than a million coins because there are people that completed the variable, completed the, not Chad Johnson, uh, I'm having trouble, you know, I'm having trouble thinking of a legend right now, completed the um, Rainichki. Um, he might be limited, but you get the idea. It's the fact that you they completed one of these cards that they wanted to get, but they completed them with the idea of keeping them. So the price may go down from like a million, but it's still going to be at like 700000 which is still really expensive. Really expensive. I just bought Drew Bledsoe because I could not wait anymore to use him. And he was like 431 That's pretty decent expensive for this time of the year. I had over a million coins. And essentially, if you think about it, to be able to get one more of the high tier players, it's it's essentially going to clean me out. Like I, I was at it... Um, million coins. I paid for a guy that's over 400,000. I have 600 left. I paid for another guy that's 400,000. And it's a week or two old, so not that old. And I'm essentially down to 200. I don't really have that much left. Um, I'm be able to play for, pay for one other player. So it's, it's like, it's not 400 to 600 does not seem like that much to be able to get card, like to be able to like have cards sell for 400 to 600 coins. Um, I know that like the thing is like, you know, the, you're going to have a lot of content creators. They're going to want those, those cards. So it is nice to have them up in the millions for the content creators to be able to trade them back and forth. Essentially, you know, if you pull it, you have this coin, you have the, this card that sells for a million coins. It's like, Hey, I'm set for like a month for coins, but I, you know, if you have a lot of these guys that are between 500 to 600k, you don't feel like if you if you pull one, yeah, great, I could sell and I don't get as much back, but I can still get whatever I sell for, I can get another card or two that I want more, and I don't feel like I lost out on that card. So I just, I don't know. Um, that's, that's really a lot of ranting about the marketplace and the packs. And, you know, I, I think that, um, just another quick thing on the packs, I think that, you know, what we'll see is with no packs being bought, it it's essentially means that there's going to be less inventory going to the marketplace, right? Less, less supply. And in the short run, that does mean for the entire community that, um, Packs are going to, or prices are going to go up, um, especially for the cards that are just coming out. So if you look at the Team of the Week cards, you look at the Gridiron Guardians cards, those, the highest overalls, are going to go up. And they may not be higher than Legends, which I think that the idea is to, to hopefully have this end before the Legends uh, drop. They may not be higher than Legends, they may not be a million, but where they came out in the top cards might have been 300k. 400k, 500 maybe, maybe they're 550, maybe they're 600, maybe it goes up by 50,000 or 100,000 coins um, because of the fact that there's just not as much being pulled. You just got to think of that. So one, there's less of those cards being pulled, either the limiteds or, well, the limiteds are going to be pulled. There's a certain amount of limiteds that they have and they're just, they're going to go out. But in terms of like odds, um, you think of one, the full, the full cards, are going to be pulled less, and the pieces that go into the set to create those full cards, to create those 60 overall, 90 overalls, less of those cards are going to be pulled. 
So in the short run, we'll see higher prices on the lower cards as well as the full cards. And the idea is hopefully in the end, maybe by this weekend, we'll have better odds. And what I will say is the fact that the reason, even if you're a no money spent player, you're like, hey, whatever, these people are just trying to be, the rich are trying to get richer. The better things are for the people to open backs, the better things are for overall. Because more people opening packs, less expensive packs, whatever it might be, people are going to have a certain threshold, especially content creators, where they're going to spend a certain amount of money. And the more they can get for that money, the more they can hit the marketplace, so the better off no money spent players are going to be. So just something to keep in mind. Um, you know, if you don't care for your, your favorite content creator, um, sort of just saying, hey, what does this matter for me? You know, like, like they, they're, they're not spending $100, they're not making their video, and now I don't get to see that player in action, plus, um, they have so many other players, why do they need this, this other great player? That's, that's really the reason why it's, it's important to everyone. So anyway, I'll take a quick break, uh, I just want to talk quickly about, uh, it's been about a month since the game came out, and just want to talk quickly about the, um, the, quote-unquote, I don't want to say free cards, but basically the cards that um, Madden has, has given us. Uh, so we'll be right back. All right, so that last section was pretty long, so I'll make this pretty short uh, where I go through. Um, I, I'm not going to go through a ton of, like, you know, sort of one-on-one um, players, but basically I want to touch on some of the players and uh, in, in some of the, the promos that, uh, you know, we, we've got, and I mean, pro, I mean, promos in terms of like the, the players they gave in the beginning, the all Madden players, for example. So we could start there on uh, and, and sort of talk about some of these, some of these players. I think it, it's a little convoluted because of the fact that, um, you know, one, there is both the all Madden promo that came out after the game started, but then also the cards that, um, the cards that we got, um, at the beginning of the game, we're also called all, all Madden. So I'll start off with the the 87 overalls. So you think of like Barry Sanders, Micah Parsons, Cooper Cup, uh, Cam Chancellor. Those are the those are the four you got choice for. And you know I really want to say that I think that there there's there is part of it that for me is like you know it definitely was frustrating the fact that you know apparently you had to order so early. I got I I got close to actually not getting these cards. Um, but, um, you know, it was, it was very frustrating. You had to, to order before July uh, to be able to get these cards. But what I will say is that, you know, these these are pretty good overall. I think that just give, I guess, the overall impression is that um, these cards have been pretty good overall um, in terms of the cards that, that we've been given. So run through a couple of them here. If you think of like the All Madden promo, you have the cards I mentioned. Um, you even have uh, Randy Moss when that promo came out. So we had the 86 of all version. Um, you have different versions of the uh, field pass. You have Miles Sanders, Zach Cunningham, CeeDee Lamb is the 87, so we're starting to get up there. Uh, there's definitely some 87s still starting in some fuels lineups. Trevor Lawrence was the first field pass. I think when he came out, he was the um best um quarterback 
I think it was I think it was the the, the best quarterback uh, when he came out. Um, so you have Trevor Lawrence. You know, if you even if you think of like Trevor Lawrence right now, I'm just taking a look. So with Tua, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's nine QBs ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Um, two of those are Mike Vick. Um, so you have uh, Mike Vick, uh, Joe Burrow, which is the team affinity. Joe Montana's the All Madden. Mike Vick again for for Legends. You have Drew Bledsoe, which I I really like him. Um, Ryan Fitzmagic it actually says Fitzmagic on the card, uh, and then Tua that just came out, uh, I believe today. This is being recorded on nine twenty one, so they they were late. That's part of the thing they were late with Team of the Week. Um, so Trevor Lawrence he was actually tied with with Josh Allen for eighty eight overall, but basically the you know they, that was the first comp pass reward. Um, you know he's got eighty one speed, eighty eight. Uh, throw power, short accuracy is 88, mids 85, deep is 86. I mean, honestly, start of the year, he's exactly what you want. He's got 80 plus speed for QB. Um, he's actually, if you, if you take a look at his bulk, his ball carry rating, he's got 84 ball carry vision, juke moves 82, free tackles 78, throwing the pressures, you know, for passing, throwing the pressures 87, throwing the run is 90. Um, really good stats and you know it really just sort of continued from there so I think that you know if you look at the field pass um been really good rewards for the field pass um especially when you think of the competitive like if we go to Tariq Woolen um you know he's got 89 speed he's got 87 main coverage main coverage is is Better than the Star Madden. Got 90 jump. Um, his play mark's not great, but his press is 84. That's pretty good. Zoom coverage is 84. If 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 you aren't running a man scheme or you're looking to switch it up, acceleration is 89. And he's also 6-4. And 6-4 is really one of the yeah, or sorry, height is really one of the the things that really shone bright this year. So everyone knows about um, Donald Parham, which by the way. Is another free card that you could get if you got the BNE version of him for doing the headliners. So I think that honestly the the free cards that's really been a bright spot for me. I think in terms of Madden, is that the quote unquote free cards. I know obviously for field pass you have to get to 200 competitive points. So that is definitely a lot. Um, but uh, you know I think that those cards really have sort of shown bright, uh, where these are some of the best cards when when they especially when they come out. Um, you know, I think Tariq Wolin, um, I don't know exactly when he, so he was released on 829, and he would have been one of the best safeties. Um, you know, Gilmore's better than him, but, you know, even Carlton Davis, Jerry Sneed, I mean, there's really not that many. Lester Hayes came after, uh, Chris McAllister came after, Samuel Womack came after, Champ Bailey, so he, he's really at the time that he's released, and if you take a look at the, right now, Cortland Sutton, um, he's the field pass player right now, if you take a look at wide receivers, the top wide receiver right now is 90, so there's two 90s, 
three nineties. Oh, four. Oh, geez. There's five. Geez. So there's five ninety wide receivers. So Chad Johnson, Herman Moore, Larry Fitzgerald, and Cavante Turpin and Michael Crabtree. So, uh, Corlin Sutton is one below all of those guys there, like the top players. Herman Moore is going for 87 k Now he's he's tall. I think um, I don't know Sutton's height. Herman Moore is tall. So Herman Moore is six four. Well, it's Sutton's six three. So you have a guy that's like essentially the top of his position, right below it. That if you get two hundred competitive points. You get for no money. It's got 88 speed, 89 catching, 88 short route run, 87 mid route run, and 84 deep. And if you, if that continues, it's got 90 jump. So 90 jump with 663. Six, that's that's gonna be good against most cornerbacks. Um, his release is 89. Spec edge is 88. His ball carrier not the great, not the greatest after. Um, after he gets the ball, but he's got 84 truck. Um, you match that up with 216 pounds. I guess I know there's a, a factor in there of how much you weigh. And then he's also got 83 break tackles. So he's, he's going to break some tackles in the secondary. So um, I really think that this is one of the, the highlights is a competitive pass. And in, in not just, sorry, not just the competitive pass, but, you know, really the, these, free players i mean if you if you did the field pass um at the beginning of the year you have or sorry for Tariq Wollen, you have i mentioned Tariq Wollen. the highest is is a 90 overall for for quarterback Tariq Wollen is an 80 overall there is four 90 overall quarterbacks so nitrine lane champ bailey samuel womack and chris McAllister. below that there's one, two, three, four, 89s. So Tariq Woolen is tied for the ninth best corner in terms of overall. Only two below a lot of these players. He's got top speed is 90, so he's got 89 speed. He's right there. And then if you did the competitive pass, and you should have it by now, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that have Dave Casper, but you also have Stefan Gilmore who is an 89 overall and is one step below. He's tied for the fifth best cornerback. So you talk about the ninth best and the fifth best cornerback for literally just playing the game. And, and I know there's more to that. I'm oversimplifying it in terms of competitive um, points. But um, for just playing the game, Tariq Wollen, is, he's better than Jalen Ramsey, who was the first overall corner. Um, when the game launched, um, or I guess he's, he's tied, so he's tied for it. So I'm talking about the ninth, tied for the ninth, and tied for the fifth best quarterback in the game. And they both have good mid coverage, which ha- is boosted at the beginning of the year. I think that everyone believes that, that right now main coverage is, is really good. Um, I say that now, they're probably going to nerf it, but, you know, um, so you have Stefan Gilmore and Tariq Wollen. You know, if you think of, you know, to, so what that means is you're going to have two good cornerbacks. You're going to have a quarterback, 
and you can have a wide receiver, all really for just doing the competitive pass. So and I know that the competitive pass is not for everyone, but you know that sort of idea. You you also started off the game with 87 overall. They also gave you a free if you do the solos, I forget how many solos it was, but they gave you Randy Moss, who's 86. At this point, he's sort of outclassed by a lot of people that are, that are out there. But at the time he came out, he's got 88 zone. He's got 87 jumping. He's 6'4", and his catching stats are ridiculous. 86 catch, 86, 84 catching traffic, and 87 spec catch. So, um... Really, really good sort of quote-unquote free player, especially in the slot, throw him on the outside, whatever you want at the beginning of the game, 86 overall. Um, and I, re I really think that, that these cards, I know that I say 86 overall, and it's like, hey, do what? I have 88s across the board. I think that really when you take a look at these cards, it's really about evaluating them when they came out. So, you know, Randy Moss came out before... You know, if you're looking at the quarterbacks, he came out before Nitrin Lane. He came out before Champ Bailey, Samuel Womack, Chris McAllister, um, Lester Hayes, I believe. So, Stephon Gilmore was the best quarterback at 89. And you have three sort of points below that is, um, is Randy Moss. There's a free card for just doing solos. That's not even the competitive pass. That's just solos. Um... Really, really, really nice in terms of, again, the top card when the game started that you could have pulled was 88 overall. So it's just below that level. And I think that that's really the, the sweet spot is being able to, for some of these cards, being able to have them. I think in the past, you know, you have these cards that um, really help you out with your base, right? I think that that's sometimes a frustration people like, you know, like, dude, I got like three... 90 overall wide receivers and getting an 87 overall overall wide receiver well it may not be quite for you i think that you know sometimes those cards are to make sure everyone has at least 87 wide receiver or maybe their number three 80 and number three receiver comes it becomes an 87 so it's that sort of idea but i think now when you look at um you know randy moss he came out his release date was 820 so that was like just after, um, it was just after the game started. Um, sorry, I'm looking for it now, but that was that was just after the game started. So, I I can't find it right now in terms of like the release date and you know where. There we go, release date. So, in terms of um, release date, you know, Rainy Moss um, is pretty far up there. You know, when he was released, most of you essentially think that, you know, there's some team, there's some team affinity, maybe that they were, you know, taking a look, um, they were... 87 overalls, but for the most part, you have Jalen Ramsey, you have um, JC Jackson, you have a couple other players that were 88s and 80s, 88s and 87s, and then it's really Randy Moss. 
So he pretty much made everyone's team, at least for a couple weeks. And I think that's really the sweet spot for, for these cards where, you know, their shelf life is, um, you know, they're, they're one year better players for at least a couple weeks. And then um, they go into those depth spots where, like, they either provide you help on your fantasy, on your um, team affinity, or there may be something that you can put as your fifth fifth best cornerback or fifth best wide receiver or end up doing the reroll backs. So I, I think that that's really something that's that's been a highlight for me is is the way that they've treated these these players that you get. And I realize it's not for everyone. Eighty six doesn't float everyone's boat. You know, people are pulling packs and maybe they got Jalen Ramsey and they bought JC Jackson, so the best two corners in the game and they're like, how's Randy Moss gonna make my team? But, you know, honestly at that point, you don't need the free players. So you're probably not doing solos. So I think that this is really a sweet spot, especially in terms of, I think, the competitive pass, the way that they're pacing this uh, for that competitive pass. They really seem to be, every single week, every single two weeks, I guess, every single time the competitive pass comes out, I get excited for the player that I might be able to get. And it, it's not a huge thing if I don't get them, but I, I think that, um, getting that Trevor Lawrence, getting those the you know those quote unquote chase cards, I think that that's that's something that that really has been fun. Um, so anyway, just a minor rant there in terms of like, I, the way that I think that even if you think back to as I mentioned before and I sort of briefly glossed over um, those eighty seven overall on Madden players, they keep your team afloat. In fact, I also ha- I actually have Barry Sanders still as my running back um, for my team because it's it's you know, he's, he's, he's good enough. Like he's, he's really good. He's got 86 speed. He's got, um, his juke moves, 87, spin moves, 85, break tackles, 86, um, change of direction, which is kind of really huge is 85. And he has like the, um, you know, the, the special ability he, he can do, um, evasive. He can get evasive, which is just great for me. So, I don't know. I, th- I think, you know, I, I know pretty soon that I'm going to be um, using someone else, but I, I do think these uh, these players that they've been given away sort of free, sort of, as long as you do things, whether it's complete solos or competitive pass or word of the game um, at a certain tier level, I think that they really have been um, better this year. So anyway, um, I think next time what I'll talk about is more in terms of um, some of the abilities, uh, maybe some of the sort of standouts from the beginning of the year. Uh, I talked about Donald Parham very briefly. Uh, maybe talk about him. Maybe talk about some of those players and how they've actually played in terms of Gilmore, in terms of maybe Casper, some of those players that I've had experience with. So I know that that list will be um, a little narrow because – I can only talk about the players I've had experience with or seen other people having experiences with. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll just try and go over some of them to do some do some reviews. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll, I will talk to you next time.